Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Branley. I'm Albert. And we're doing these kind of voices right now, apparently. apparently. <laughs> uh, Brantley, do you want to kick it off today? Yeah. All right, Brantley is going to read for us. What do you got, Brantley? Up first, we have The Eden Formula. Oh, that's a cool name. Yeah, it is. It sounds like... It sounds like... Uh, uh, you know, sort of like a like a slightly more serious version of Bible Man. Do you, do you ever hear? Do you ever see those movies, Brantley? No. So, you know, like Christian parents are afraid of letting their kids see television because it's worldly, and has bad themes. But you have kids, explicit experience with this. <laughs> people, children especially, want to watch television. Because it's cool and pretty. So what the the Christian solution is to make Christian television, and Bible Man like was one Super of those. Book. Is that one of? Is that it was like animated shorts from the Bible? Okay, I remember seeing some animated uh, Bible stuff when On, I was like a kid. PBS. Yeah, I never did actually personally see Bible Man. I saw there was a show called McGee and Me, which was sort of a Who Framed Roger Rabbit style, like live action with animated on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bible Man was a Bible themed superhero. I don't know if he exists in like comic book form also, but he was a movie guy. And that this is that's what I the Eden formula sounds like. We went back in time and found out Genesis was real. Or like they found like some mathematical equation that would open the door to Eden. Or that. Well, especially because Which I would actually the, watch that. That'd be cool. Probably don't, but that'd be cool. Well, the, the, especially because in the Bible, like Eden got sort of destroyed or covered over or something like it originally still existed for a long time and then i guess i I would say probably during the flood like all that stuff finally takes it down but there's like a good stretch of bible history where it's just there but you can't go because there's dude with the giant sword that's on fire yeah is it on fire or made of fire because i always Uh, pictured them as like lightsabers I, th- I I think that nerd. there's a lot of room for interpretation there, especially because they hadn't seen Star Wars, so maybe that's how they, <laughs> they would have ta- talked about that. I mean, if God's all knowing, he's like, it's like a lightsaber. What? Oh right, you're not there yet. <laughs> you haven't caught up. <laughs> Man, you guys are going. You guys are going to love that. Some of you on, you'll call it witchcraft, but whatever. Anyways, Doctor Harrison Parker is a scientist working at Kalgoran Industries who developed the Eden formula. So far, I have heard nothing that will disprove any of our theories. A chemical which can reproduce organisms and cure various diseases. That's slightly uh, away from where we're at. This uh, is this is just like a miracle cure. It's like snake oil, but for real. Apparently. Okay. I like how it's just various diseases. Not all of them, and they're not sure which ones. <laughs> it's like come and try it. It might work. It might not. Acne? Nope, that one didn't. Sorry. Wow, that was that was a real bad one. Now you have leprosy. Sorry. Yeah. Leprosy, Next. though, cures that, but because you got it from our chemical, not going to work for you. Sorry. Diabetes, only type 1. Type 2, you <laughs> I guys have a no got mood. yourself in that mess, and you can get yourselves out. My, my favorite part, my favorite thing to do with diabetes is just Dr. McNinja, thinking that they're nothing but a bunch of whiners and having no time for their business nonsense. Yes. However, unknown to Parker... Deep underground, the general area of his industrial district, or in the general area, other Calgaran industry scientists have created a Tyrannosaurus Rex from Parker's formula. And keep what? it lo- <laughs> <laughs> Yes! And keep it locked away in a subterranean location in order to impress stockholders. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. Okay, I have never read this. I just saw dinosaurs, hadn't seen the movie. I'm like, yeah, we'll do that. 
Okay. So they're like, <laughs> we have this thing that cures diseases, but also somehow we made a dinosaur. It makes a dinosaur. We made a giant. And why did we do this? Who's to eat at least two cows a day to not die? Like what stock? What what does their company? I'd be do? impressed. I would be impressed, I guess. But I'm, I'm saying like Facebook impresses their stockholders by saying, look, we had a bunch of people click on things, and we sold a bunch of ad revenue. You know, I don't know. Google can't. If Google <laughs> just... unveiled dinosaur, I'd be 100 percent on board. That'd be super impressed. Would you buy stock? Is what I'm asking. They have a dinosaur, yes. Okay. Maybe so... maybe it's the, just the last resort. They're like, we really don't have a business plan, but people like dinosaurs. If you like a dinosaur, it's like, that's or maybe like... like they accidentally made it, and it's like, what do we do with it? Look. Well, we if can, we can just accidentally make a some dinosaur... Some guy sitting like, you know what, that's actually very impressive. Imagine what we could Bing. do with our purpose. <laughs> Soon enough, <laughs> industry spies enter a laboratory at Calgoran Industries so they can steal the formula and pass it off as their own, making millions of dollars. Wouldn't that... I, I That seems like the kind of thing that you could catch people at. If somebody else was suddenly like, we also have a miracle cure for most diseases and a dinosaur... But it's unrelated to yours. I mean, the dinosaur is kind of secret, unless you're a stockholder, apparently. Maybe. Or listen, or so, I guess it's a secret to that one dude because, like, we don't want him knowing he can just make dinosaurs that are just <laughs> horribly wrong for everyone involved. So I assume where this is going is that these guys who are breaking in don't know there's a T Rex, and yeah. the T Rex doesn't know how much he enjoys eating people who break into the lab. There's some phrasing in this that's going to sound amazing, and I choose to interpret it directly. Okay. 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 Nevertheless, the spies accidentally set loose the bloodthirsty Tyrannosaur, which that was not what I was talking about, but a vampire T-Rex would be hilarious. Yep, yep. Right up there with zombie T-Rex. They should, they can fight. Yeah. They'd be immune to each other and they're just tearing chunks out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah okay. They released the, or set loose the bloodthirsty Tyrannosaur, which obliterates all objects and beings in the lab. What? And rampages into the streets of Los Angeles. So the... Okay. They're obliterated. I've been playing a lot of Lego Worlds, Brantley, and there's a <laughs> landscape tool in that that can just, like, get rid of everything yeah. that it touches. And I'm envisioning that, like, the cops come in, they're like, we haven't, like, people have been missing here. What's that going on? They open the door, and the inside of the building is just a giant empty shell. Like, there's well, nothing. Like a T-Rex-shaped hole in the wall. There's no, like, floors anymore. Like, it's just a giant empty cavity. Because of magic T-Rex created by the Eden Serum. Formula. For, I'm sorry, formula, yes. Eden Serum would be the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Parker and his friend Rhonda Sharp, Shapton, who is here now, now have to team up with a police officer, no name given, so that they can stop both the determined rival company of Kalgorian Industries and the Tyrannosaurus Rex that continuously adds to the, its body count. Is the, Do you think... By the... wiping out downtown LA, apparently. Well, obviously, but I'm wondering, do you think that the T-Rex, um, still, like, it, it, it destroyed the serum, and so these guys probably have to get the T-Rex to get the serum, like, out of its right, blood right. or whatever. It has magic blood, like, And they're Superman. trying to just kill the thing? Right, the other guys are just like, it's eating people, and they're like, but we could heal that if we had the Eden formula. It only works on diseases! <laughs> I mean, it created... It worked on a disease where there was a It did bring thing, back a dinosaur, And to be then fair. It, like, it all of a sudden was again. So it might, it might bring people back from the dead. That's a really interesting... 
like line also, of inquiry actually like is that how that worked or did they just like try it on an animal like a chicken and it just turned to a t-rex oh like, like whoops the, like genetic history the, yeah that that crap yeah yeah i i don't it's, know well whoops <laughs> i like the idea that they just had it in a test tube and it spilled and like someone just like had a fossil for some reason <laughs> some dinosaur enthusiast just happened to work there and just like accidentally dropped his like keepsake into the thing they had the that cane my t-rex from... tooth it's it's one of those you know mosquitoes trapped in amber i was thinking like a dude who wears like a t-rex tooth instead of the shark net dude necklace that would be cool do those exist i mean i know t-rex teeth exist <laughs> as fossils i mean you could probably get them i'd, I'd suggest fake because they're basically just heavy rocks that's true yeah but it's like the experience, man. <laughs> Is that it for that one? That's it for the Eden formula. I, I, I like that one a lot. That I want to see this. That was fun. I, I th The vision that I'm having in my head of this T-Rex rampaging through the streets of Los Angeles and eating people is probably not able to be matched by the movie's budget. But it's still cool. <laughs> what do we got next? Up next, we have a Wendigo. Okay. From 2001. Have we not done this one before? I don't think we have. Okay, cool. We may have. We'll find out if we have. But I like the the, the writing on this. Okay. A blue Volvo makes its way through the fading light this chilly winter evening in upstate New York. Okay. <laughs> Kim. You said it's from 2004? 2001. Oh, okay. I, I just Googled the wrong one. Down. I'm gonna, I've actually got it open just to make sure it's not one we've read already. Oh, no, we haven't. We definitely haven't read this yet. Okay. Okay. Start over, though. I, I was I let myself get out of the mood, and there was a mood. Yeah. So let's just reset that mood. Get the blue Volvo going. <laughs> Rev up the blue Volvo. <laughs> blue Volvo makes its way through the fading light this chilly winter evening in upstate New York. Kim, George, and their eight-year-old son, Miles, <laughs> are city dwellers <laughs> stealing a weekend away at a friend's country farmhouse. We're sure going to get away to this country farmhouse, George. But a fluke accident sets <laughs> off a chain of events drama. <laughs> that alters their lives forever and conjures up the ferocious spirit of the Wendigo, a Native American myth made manifest in Miles' imagination. What, spoilers, I guess? Cannibal Child! Is that it? Is that the end? Yeah. Okay, I have more on this one from cool. IMDb. I just like the... It's longer. Yours blue is Volvo. much, much more evocative. <laughs> This one just tells you what it's about. So this is still Wendigo, and we're reading from the IMDb one now. All right, right. George is a high-strung professional photographer who is starting to unravel from the stress of his work with the Manhattan Advertising Agency. Because he's also made of yarn secretly. Needing some time away from the city, Jake, his wife Kim, and their son, Miles, head upstate to New York to take in the winter sights. It's snow! You, you're you're from Manhattan. Well, fine, There's also whatever. some really cool trees out there, dude. Whatever. Okay. You live in Florida. You don't know. I, I to be fair, yes, I would be very fascinated by snow. But if I was in like New York City, I yes. think I would have done all seen those some rolling snow. hills where you can sled. And they stuff. have that giant Christmas tree that everybody like falls over themselves That's to not go see. Helping with the whole sledding thing, you can't really do that in the middle of New York City without dying horribly. Whatever. George accidentally hits and severely injures a deer that ran onto the icy road. After George stops to investigate the damage, he's confronted by an angry local named... Can you read from here? I just want you to take a guess what this guy's name is. No, don't read. Don't read. What's this guy's name? What's the angry local's name? Jeff. Je Come on. 
give me, give me something better. He's he's from rural upstate New York. Okay. Yancey. Yancey's better. It's Otis. Okay. Otis, who flies into a rage telling George that he and his fellow hunters have been tracking the deer for some time. An argument breaks out, which leaves George feeling deeply shaken. Why? What? They, yeah, they have an argument. George like comes away with it like, maybe I am a terrible person. Maybe somebody said he was shook and this guy didn't know what that meant. Maybe? I guess he was like really upset by that, I guess. He is. I mean, to be fair, he's having a mental breakdown already. Like He That's has fair. come to the countryside to get away from all the stress and he kills something. And they get screamed at a dude for taking his kill. Yes. There was going to die initially. But by the way, it's still alive. He injures it terribly. Otis should just be happy like, oh, well, you got it, man. I'm well, just going to finish it off. Out of it. I guess. You can't. You're He's not out gonna, there to hunt, not just to kill things. There's a difference. I, I'm not saying this is impossible to do, but I don't know anybody who runs down deer for fun. You've never been dog hunting? I guess dog hunting would be accurate. I don't know that they do that in upstate New York, but... I have I have never been dog hunting. I've never been any kind of hunting. Not because I'm against it, just haven't had, had anybody to take me. It's kind of boring if you're not actually doing anything. It's like fishing, but you don't even have a reel to pay attention to. So yeah. Like, well, eventually an animal will be here, and then it'll be dead. And then I'll eat it. When George and Kim arrive at their cabin, they discover that it's next door to Otis's property. And they soon find... So is this a horror movie or just a, like intimidating an awkward present. comedy? <laughs> oh, boy. We and sure by the way, they learn to earlier. set aside their, their differences and come together as friends. Well, there is a dark and intimidating presence that seems to have taken over the cottage. Well, yeah, it's Otis. He's been yelling at them. It's just Otis being a bad neighborhood neighbor the whole movie. We just, like, he just... Is in their cottage the whole time. Like, wow, let me show you guys where the pots and pans are. They're right here. Like, under they're the renting sink. it from Otis, and they didn't know that at the time. He's like, man, I hate those guys. Ruin my hunt. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to meeting that couple that's renting the place, though. Wait. <laughs> well, and then he's just like, just hovering, like, way too long. Like, the, it's two hours since they've been there, and he's still like, now the light switch is a little bit jankety. Sometimes you have to smack the wall a couple times. <laughs> Since when they stopped at a store en route to the cabin, a shopkeeper told Miles about, Miles about the legend of the Wendigo, of course he did, a beast from Indian folklore who is half man, half deer, and can change itself at will, the That's child begins of it, I guess. to wonder if the creature might have something to do with this family's sudden misfortune. What? You Wait, mean so your dad the... being kind of frazzled? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Okay, I mean, he's eight, so fine. Well, uh, so uh, this is really unsatisfying because the kid Wait, is, is like, the bad things are happening. Bet it's that Wendigo dude that the shopkeeper was trying to scare me with. Which now that I, I, I forgot what the names, like how they sort of mapped to the different people. So now that I know that it's the kid, I'm actually more on board with the shopkeeper telling him about it because I do that. I tell my kids there's monsters in the closet all the time. They don't believe me. But I think I think that... This this is an accurate thing for this kid to wonder about. I don't know, like, why we should feel like that it's even close to true, even if we hadn't heard the thing about how maybe it's George in yours. He's just, like, angry and stuff. No, mine says it's in the imagination, imagination of Miles. That's this. Uh, that's just lame. Well, it's either imaginary or the kid becomes the window. It says it awakens the spirit in mine. Like here. 
Fluke acts instead of chain events that alters the Lice River and conjures up the ferocious spirit of the Wendigo. All right. And it's made manifest in Miles' imagination. This so. sounds just like we didn't have any actual money to make a Wendigo, so here's like some spooky lights and stuff, and the kid thinks it's a Wendigo. Well, and like, Wendigo is just silhouette. a tall, pale dude that eats everybody. Oh. There's a there's a character Sometimes in the... Sometimes he wears deer parts. Well, in in the... um, There's a TV show called... um. Channel Zero, and yeah. they like each season is like a different story, like American that, Horror Story. It's essentially, yes. Only okay. from what I've heard, better. Although I don't watch American Horror Story, so I can't compare. But um, uh, is in, everybody in, obsessed with the sex? No, because that show is super obsessed with the sex. Almost no sex. In, it's almost nothing but sex. And then the second, people in die. the second season, there was like one sex scene, and everybody's like, "Why is this happening?" And I thought, "Well, that's not that weird." I mean, they did go, just go through a stressful event, and they're young people, so whatever. But Third season, there's this like Cthulhuian entity that's essentially crafted after the Wendigo. Okay, um, I call it the Deer God, and it has like it's essentially a deer head on top of a man's body. But he has a cool thing where he like opens up his robe, and there's this just like universe inside. Okay, really neat special effects and cool show. But I don't know if that that's sort of where I go, and I think the Wendigo. And I googled some pictures of the Wendigo, and it was similar looking. So okay. Plus, there's a cannibalism theme, so it sort of fits in, you know. Right, right. What do you got next? Up next, we have Wendigo, Bound by Blood. Oh, no, there's a sequel? Now I don't think it's a sequel. Oh, it's just a different Wendigo movie? I'm, I imagine. Okay, okay. For hundreds of years, Native American culture has believed in the evil, cannibalistic spirit known as the Wendigo. Fortunately, we know better now because we have science. Except for all those time people just randomly start eating each other, but whatever. For those who had taken part in cannibalism, no matter the reason, no matter reason it was, the Wendigo would take possession of the person's body and soul. I, I, I think they're trying the... to reason with it. It's like, no, no, see, I was like about to die. He goes, no, you belong to me. Well, that is kind of, in my mind, that's the reason for the Wendigo myth to exist at all. It's a like, yeah. It's, it's, why it's a most... disincentive to eat people when in cultures where there would be a real good reason to eat people when they died because there's like no calories anywhere. Yeah, and they're like no way to go to help without walking through like hundred miles of frozen winter. Yes, and then you would die. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, you could eat this guy, but Wendigo coming to get eat you, which would turn you into a Wendigo and make you want to eat all the things. How does that stack up? If there is a Wendigo, why doesn't just eating people all the time? What do you mean? Oh, wait. So you just turn... The, myth the Wendigo is, doesn't come for you. You turn into the Wendigo. The Wendigo is both the person possessed by the spirit of the Wendigo and the spirit that possesses them. Okay. Kind of at the same time, and they're separate entities. When you eat flesh, or when you give into eating humans, you turn into a Wendigo. And the more you eat as a Wendigo, the bigger you grow. So you are perpetually starving and have to eat more people and more other animals. But you mostly crave human flesh. So there's like a potential for a like a kaiju Wendigo story, yes? Yes, but then you, they died to fire. Oh, like that's a, we can ride around that. Yeah, it could be in like in the water or something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Once the Wendigo would take possession of the human host, the host would develop an insatiable desire to eat human flesh in the deep woods of northern Pennsylvania. Well, oh, just there. Yes. Everywhere else you're fine, but if yeah, you eat human flesh, then they're, yeah, no, all those cannibal, you know, villages out in South America and everywhere else, yeah, now they're fine. There's no one who goes there. 
But that's the reason. Like nobody, everybody's not like, in Pennsylvania. We've seen people eat people before. They didn't become Wendigos. Like, well, it wasn't in northern Pennsylvania, so <laughs> shut your mouth. A small town sheriff is investigating a bloody crime scene. On the scene, he meets Angini Stonechild. I'm sure I mispronounced that. Okay. A traveling physician treating patients in the area. During the investigation, the two stumble upon dead bodies. Which, since it's a murder investigation, is expected. Yeah. <laughs> almost Stumble's almost the wrong word there. It's like, no, they found the thing they were looking for. Okay, this takes a turn I was not prepared for. Okay. In this movie about the Wendigo. During the investigation, the two stumble upon dead bodies. A slew of relentless hitmen and two mysterious individuals... <laughs> Being protected by federal agents. I've got Also, there's a Wendigo. <laughs> okay. So they, they st- this is an all together. This is in one sentence. They stumble on the be- dead bodies, and they stumble on a slew of relentless hitmen. A slew of them, Brent. Yeah. Like, that's... I mean, as a, as a collective noun, that's at, at least, least seven? I was thinking, yeah. Seven different hitmen. What, relentless. Are they all, yeah, are they are all they... working together? Because that's just a gang. No, I think they're all after the same thing. So, like, taking each other out. Okay. And then, meanwhile, there's also a murder, mo- a cannibalistic murder monster on the woods. Right. With and a trail of mutilated bodies. Th- there's also the up. two mysterious individuals being protected by federal agents, who I assume are the targets, probably, of these hitmen. All right, go ahead. I I, I cut yes. you off as you're trying to read the next sentence. With a trail of mutilated bodies piling up, the sheriff and Angini, Angini, and Doctor Dude must not only confront the dangerous assassins, but also find a way to destroy ellipses. The Wendigo! <laughs> Exclamation point. Which is, I mean, if you hadn't told... Well, okay, they talk about the Wendigo they a lot They open with a description of it, yeah. What the and Wendigo it is, is called Wendigo. But there has been no indication that that thing was actually there. Yeah, the first, like, four sentences of this are just describing what a Wendigo is. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I appreciate that description. I, I, I do... It is nice if you've never heard of a Wendigo to be like, here's what it is. But there there was just dead bodies. Like there was no indication people were getting eaten or were eating people. Why where well, did the Wendigo bodies. come from? Mutilated bodies. Maybe, uh what does this have to do are the federal are the federal agents protecting two people who have the spirit of the Wendigo in them because they're trying to weaponize them or something? Because that's where my mind goes. I don't know. Okay, I don't know either. <laughs> I just realized... I literally have not seen the movie. This movie appears in a list. You ever notice on IMDb where there's a list on the right-hand side? Apparently, of people who have included this movie in, you know, that you're looking at in their list. Uh, and the name of the list is I Have AIDS, and it's advancing very quickly. Wow. A list of 71 titles created seven months ago. That's... So. Rip. All right, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that ending. I assume that's not true, but I also have no way of knowing. It's also it also appears in movie and TV episodes that has a Wendigo. Yeah, like the uh, second or like third episode of Supernatural has about the Wendigo. Uh, did you hear that they had an animated episode recently? I did not. It's like they literally go into the Scooby Doo universe. Okay, but it's like very bloody and scary and stuff. There's a whole. I, we're gonna have to mine this for like a whole Wendigo episode. Yeah, that was the plan, but I was trying to record or like take movies down on the way here. Oh, okay. Because I had planned to take it on lunch, but lunch was busy. It was. It was just a Wendigo, and then an also random T Rex episode. That's fine too. A magical T Rex episode. <laughs> 
Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this, don't forget to tell a friend, leave a review on iTunes. You know what that jazz is all about. Uh, you can find us over on Patreon. We uh, post these episodes over there as well. And for as little as $2 a month, uh, you can help us out. And we eventually will release some Patreon exclusive content over there. We hope. We have. We have a little bit. We have a little bit. I have not done as much as I planned because we don't have that much reach, Brantley. We're a poor little podcast. Yep. It does not have 8,000 bazillion listeners. Uh, but we're we doing like okay. What, That's not a whine. That's just five? What? We have like, what, five? Oh, no. We, we're doing better than that. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not like. <laughs> dude, that's, the podcast is over. You guys are awesome. And take care. <laughs>